Welcome to episode 28 of In the Abstract, the Lakeland Title Podcast. And for this episode, we're going to talk to my friend, Kristen Sunday, who recently helped her dad move into independent living. That's a situation that a lot of us are going through right now or may have to go through soon with one of our parents. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to get her perspective and hear her experience doing that. I'm your host, Brian Jossan, the founder and owner of Lakeland Title, and let's get into it. So Kristen, thank you for coming on the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. And uh, the reason we wanted to bring you on is because you were telling me that you uh, had recently helped your dad move. And that's a situation that a lot of people are going through right now, or they're going to might have to go through with a parent in the future. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to, you know, give my audience just kind of a, your perspective and kind of what your experience was going through that. So they kind of know what, what to expect themselves. Yeah, I was really excited to get a chance to come on and talk to you about this because, as you and I know, the, the more I talk to people in our age group or that sandwich generation, this is something really common that a lot of them are dealing with. Um, in my dad's case, he moved to a senior community, so it's basically an apartment building for people of a certain age. But I have a lot of other friends whose parents have moved to assisted living or to higher care facilities or even just to smaller houses, um, they get to this point in their lives, they they don't want all the stuff. A lot of them have been in their houses for 30, 40 years. Their kids are grown and gone. So it's time to move someplace smaller and more manageable. The flip side of that is because they're older, um, it's a little harder for them to prep their house to sell. It's also a lot of work to go through all the stuff because you can accumulate a lot in many generations staying in the same home. So it's something I've been talking about with a lot of our friends and people in my age group ever since I had the experience. So I figured I'd come share some tips and things I learned to make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we appreciate that. So uh, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and get us started on how did it all start? How did it, step one, so <laughs> Well, so here's the tricky part about step one. My my biggest tip for people is to start early because in a lot of cases, it, there could be a long time between when your parent says, you know, I'm thinking about moving, I'll probably need to downsize, and when they actually go ahead and decide to do it. And I know that was the case with my dad. It's something he had thought about for a while, and he finally got to a point and said, it's time, I'm ready to do this. So I would say a big tip is start early. One of the things that occurred to me as I was going through this process is there was a lot of stuff still in my parents' house that belonged to me and my sister. And we have been out of that house for a long time. It's things we had. I filled three Rubbermaid buckets full of Beanie Babies to give you an idea of how long that stuff had been sitting up there. And I thought about it and I realized I ended up doing it in a very compressed time frame when he announced he was ready to move. But in hindsight, I wish I had been regularly going over there and just doing a little bit at a time, going through stuff. It's also a good opportunity for your siblings and for the rest of your family to start looking through stuff and just kind of being aware of what is at your parents' house. I know in our case, we had, my parents had a lot of stuff that, that they took out of my grandparents' houses that had just been sitting in closets. We didn't even realize they still had it. And so calling my aunts and uncles, does anybody want this? 
Those are things you can be doing, even if your parents are not necessarily ready to move and downsize. Start going through that stuff, all your old CD collections from high school that there actually are places that will sell and take those. Do you really still need that? Does it need to be in your parents' house? Start going through those kind of things so that when they are at the point, because I will tell you, when they get to the point, it's, okay, let's go. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to be in a smaller place. I don't want to take care of this house anymore. That'll help you move them faster, and it'll help them get done with the process faster, which just makes everything so start early and get the whole family involved. They don't necessarily need to all come over and help clean up all the time. It's great if they want to, but just make sure people are aware of what's in the house and what's valuable and what's sentimental and what other people want to keep and start shifting that to other houses or getting people to take ownership of it and do something with it in advance. Were there any kind of particular things that were strange that you encountered that you didn't really think of before or anything like that? Yeah, so the biggest one, um, guns, and I know you and I have talked about this. I personally, I have never been near a gun, touched a gun, owned a gun, anything like that. My father did own guns and was a very responsible gun owner and had them in his home. And I knew he had them in his home, but it occurred to me when he was getting ready to move and it occurred to him too, hey, we're going to need to do something about this. And, and it's tricky, and you can speak to this better than I can. There's a lot of legal nuances involved. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And I've had um, the, some other friends, similar situations. Uh, their parents maybe have some cognitive issues. They're not necessarily aware of or remember everything that's in the house. And they've encountered guns as they were cleaning it up and said, oh, I have no idea what to do with this. So be really aware. That's another thing for starting early, kind of, especially if your parents are still taking care of their own affairs, ask them and make sure you know what guns or other weapons do you have in the house? Because hunting knives and things like that are going to be the same situation. The main thing is you're going to be legally responsible for anything that happens with a weapon that's registered in your name. So you want to be real careful about that. Um, and some resources I realize you can use, in, in our case, the person who, the, the gun store, for lack of a better word, where my dad had gotten his guns is still in business and still active. So we were able to go reach out to the owner who's licensed and authorized to sell and trade firearms and ask for advice and say, hey, what do we need to do? So he was able to guide us through that process. You can also call the ATF has people who will help you and talk you through what you need to do with a weapon. Um, or if nothing else, you can always go to your local police department, sheriff's office. They are going to be very interested in making sure that weapon is accounted for and someone knows where it is and is raising their hand saying, hey, I want to let you know I have this. But it's not something you can just get rid of the same way you can get rid of other household objects. So that was a challenge. And that was definitely the thing that took the longest to figure out what we needed to do to find a solution for it. Because you can't just donate it or sell it or things like that. There's so many legal st stipulations that as someone who personally had never owned guns, never even occurred to me to think about. So I didn't think about it till I was in the situation. Um, so that's a big tip I have is, is just be aware of what's in the house that could be potentially dangerous if it fell into the wrong hands and be real responsible about making sure that gets taken care of in a safe way. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Uh, you know, that would be my first step too, would be just to kind of call the, the sheriff's office or the police department and say yeah. like, how do I handle this? 
you know, what should I do? Can I sell it to another individual? If so, what are the steps to that? And just get it from, from the mouth of law enforcement so that you know that all your bases are covered and that you won't, and that they know that there's a gun that you're going to be selling or getting rid of or whatever you're going to do with it. So that just so that they're aware uh, is, you know, always a good course of action. Yeah. And I mean, it's Louisiana. There's a lot of people who own guns. So this is something, like I said, other people who have been cleaning out relatives' homes have encountered and had to figure out how to deal with. So take those steps. That's another one for start early. Be aware of what's out there and ask someone who knows and is responsible what you need to do about it. Now, what about uh, all the other stuff in the house? Did y'all do an estate sale, a garage sale, or you just donate everything? How did How did that all work out? We did an estate sale, and that is my big tip for people is use an estate sale agent. A lot of people have told me as they're helping their parents get ready to downsize, oh, well, I'm going to try and sell it myself, or I don't, for various reasons, they want to try and do it on their own. I think this is a case where you use a professional. They know how to sell stuff. They know how to price stuff. And they typically work on commission and some of them offer different levels of services and different level of commission. So you can decide how much you're comfortable with, but it's definitely worth the commission to have someone else come in. Because another thing I was very surprised about is you will be surprised at the things in your possession that people are willing to pay a lot of money for. It's things that would never have occurred to me to go pay for. Um, my parents' record collection from the 70s was a big seller. My dad had some model airplane collections that were a big seller. And to me, if I were just going through the house, I'd have said, okay, well, this can be donated. Someone will use it. And the estate sale agent was charging for it and people were lined up on the day of the estate sale because they knew it was there and wanted to buy it. So I think it is worth it. And my tip to friends in this situation is find an estate sale agent and let them handle it. Um, and again, you can see what level of service you want and that's going to affect how much commission they take. But it was absolutely a lot of peace of mind for me to have someone who knew what she was doing come in, price everything. And then after the estate sale, whatever was left over, she arranged for the things to be donated or just thrown out at that point if it was something that couldn't be sold or used. So that was really helpful. And that was another, um, some tips she gave me. So before I contacted the estate sale agent, when my dad first said he was ready to downsize, he and I started going through the house and just decluttering and getting rid of things that he didn't want or other people in the family weren't going to want. So I gave a lot of stuff away before we even got to the point of listing the house or calling an estate sale agent. And the estate sale agent told me that was a mistake and I probably should have hung on to some of it to let her sell it. And it was things like, costumes from Halloween and Mardi Gras, um, just toys from when I was little, things I figured, eh, no one's going to use that anymore. And she said, no, I could have actually sold that. You, and she told me you would be surprised at what people will pay for. And she was right. So to my earlier point about getting started early, get started early. But if you come across things that anything with clothing, anything uh, retro, vinyl is big now. If you come across records, hang on to those that could potentially be sold. And then that's more money for your parents to put toward their long-term savings for care as they get older, whatever their situation may be, or they're retired, they have time, they wanna travel, let them do that with the money from the estate sale. But it's a good way to make income on top of the sale of the house. 
And it's one less thing you have to deal with because someone professional is coming in and making the decisions about what to price and how to sell and what's a fair price to charge people for those items. So uh, go with a professional. The other go with a professional tip I have, which you will appreciate is use a real estate agent. So before you do anything to the house, and this is a big one, talk to a real estate agent, especially if it's a situation where your parent has been in the house for a really long time. Um, in my case, my dad had been in the house for 33 years when he decided to move. And we talked to a real estate agent as a first step, as soon as he was ready to move. And the advice she gave us, and this is a common theme I've heard from others with parents living in older homes, Usually people want to be in those neighborhoods. They're buying for the location and they know they're buying an older home because they want to be in an older neighborhood that has amenities that you don't see in newer neighborhoods like big backyards, sidewalks, um, houses spaced further apart, things like that. So they're going in knowing they're buying an older home and there's going to be some maintenance associated with that. And the real estate agent's advice to us was do not invest a ton of money into making all these upgrades because people who want to buy in this neighborhood are coming in knowing, hey, I'm buying a 30-something-year-old house. I'm going to have to make updates. And they're going to want to invest that money and pick what they want. So you could end up spending a lot of money replacing all the carpets in your parents' house. And the person comes in and buys and wanted some completely different type of flooring, well, then you just wasted money that you could have made for your parent from the sale. So definitely get a real estate agent involved, find out what the worth is and what your parents have, the value of your parents' house is. Um, also ask about when's a good time to sell. We got very lucky. My dad decided he wanted to move at the beginning of the year. And originally he was thinking it would take about six or seven months for him to be ready to do it. And the real estate agent said, you know, the best time for me to list houses is in the spring. That's when I get the most pickups. So if there's any possible way you could get the house ready to list in the spring, I'd recommend that. And we decided we could do it. So we did. Um, and he was able to sell the house for a very good, close to what he had listed it for and about Two weeks after he sold it is when the market changed again and interest rates went back up. So he always says, and his real estate agent always says, I'm really glad I went ahead and did it in the spring. And other people who had waited longer, clients of hers had, you know, worse luck trying to sell their house. They had to take a lower price than what they were originally listing it for. So uh, yeah, definitely ask a professional. Real estate agents know their market really well. They know what kinds of people are looking to buy in what neighborhoods. And when I say what kinds of people, it means, um, you know, people who are looking for an older house they want to fix up versus someone who's looking for something move-in ready, because that's a big factor. So they'll be very savvy about what kinds of customers are going to be interested in your parents' house and what they're willing to pay for it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, because, I mean, you can have, you know, your opinions on what's trendy or, you know, what what people want, but a real estate agent is going to know because they're dealing with people every day. So they know what's selling and what people are doing with houses and things like that. And, and in, in the case of, if, you know, maybe a flipper is the right person to buy that house. And then in that case, they don't want anything done. They want it untouched so that they can, you know, do all, all the improvements that they need to do. And so, you know, that is a good point to talk to a real estate agent first before doing any kind of, you know, improvements or upgrades or anything like that. Because I've seen, yeah. I've also seen that a lot where people upgrade, but 
they upgraded to things that were in style and they thought were in style, but now are off trend. And so they kind of just, you know, again, wasted that money because people would come in and say like, that's nice, but I want to do this, you know, new thing now. Yeah. So in the case of my parents' house, the people who bought it are living in the house and they did come in and make upgrades and like the real estate agent predicted, they, they had their own things they wanted to do for the house. So they did that on their own. But a good friend of mine was selling her mother's house. And in their case, the real estate agent, she and her family were going to make a bunch of upgrades to modernize it. And the real estate agent's advice to them was, in this neighborhood, we get a lot of flippers who want to buy the houses and redo it. So don't invest the money in that because someone's going to buy it to flip. They're going to rip everything out anyway and redo it. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Um, a flipper made them a cash offer pretty quickly. So they took it and gutted the house and redid it. So she said in hindsight, she was really glad she spoke with the real estate agent before they went ahead and made a bunch of repairs because as predicted, a flipper bought it. Um, so yeah, it's just a good idea to speak with a professional both for getting getting rid of stuff that is left inside the house and needs to be moved on. So my advice would be once you've had a chance for the family to go through and pick what they want, um, at that point, call an estate sale agent. You can still always go through it and pick out. If, if the estate sale agent comes across something valuable, this is another question I've gotten a lot. People say, I'm hesitant to work with an estate sale agent because they're going to come through the house and see stuff and they may find something and not tell me about it. And, and my response to that is, first of all, they their whole business is pretty much based on referrals and people having good experiences with them and rating them highly. So they have a strong incentive to be a good business partner to you. I've never heard of a case where someone had an estate sale agent do something completely irresponsible. Ours was fantastic. Um, she, in the course of cleaning out the house, I thought I had done a good job of going through all the nooks and crannies and finding things that had our private or financial information written down on them. But she came across a few things and she stored it in a safe that she brings with her. So only she knew where it was and called me and said, I just want you to be aware, was sending me pictures on the iPhone to show me I found this. And then when I could come pick it up, I knew it was exactly what she had told me was in there. So they do look out for things like that. And if they come across anything this was not my experience, but I do know someone else, they were going through stuff and came across an engagement ring that had been in the family for a while that they assumed was lost and called and said, you know, this looks personal. Are you sure y'all don't want to keep this? And the family went and got it back. They, they had assumed it had been lost years ago. It turned out it was buried in some piece of furniture. So they, they are responsible about telling you if they come across something that they think you're going to want to keep or that has, like I said, personal information, social security numbers, things like that. Um, and they know, again, how to price stuff. And then the real estate agent is going to be great for coming through and figuring out what's a fair price to charge. Should you do upgrades or should you just wait for a flipper? What are your odds? Who's going to come looking in this neighborhood? Another thing that I had to get the two professionals together on, and different realtors are going to have different opinions about this. Um, our realtor wanted to wait and do the estate sale until after the house was, there was a sale pending because she said she has better experience showing houses that looks like someone lives there. There's still furniture in it. But I have other friends whose realtors have told them 
Um, they want the house emptied out completely before they'll show it because they don't want all the junk hanging around. And that's probably a case by case decision. It just depends on what neighborhood are you looking for? Is your buyer likely going to be a flipper or someone who's going to live there? How cluttered is the house? What are we talking about is left in there? So again, call a professional, ask someone who would know what's going to be the best way to get the house sold. Because like once once your parents are ready to move, they are ready to move. You're going to want that house sold as fast as you can. Oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Definitely, you know, all of that is kind of a case by case basis, especially with, you know, furniture or no furniture. It's kind of a, a big debate in the industry, but it really does depend on what what is the audience that you're going for. And, you know, some neighborhoods are, you know, they're flip neighborhoods, they're older neighborhoods. And so people know going in that these houses are going to be gutted and, and remodeled. And so then it doesn't matter if there's furniture in there or not, because they're, they're looking at the bones, they're looking at the structure, they don't, you know, they're going to pull everything out anyway. So but yeah, that is a, that is a reason you need, you know, professional, because they'll know that neighborhood, and they'll know what people are doing over there. It was, it was definitely a learning experience. I would, I would say the other thing too, is look at your parents' situation and are they going to have to live in the house till it's sold or do they want to move first? Because And that's true of anybody selling a house. That's going to affect what you do. In my case, my dad moved out before the house was listed, which kind of made it easier to leave things there to stage because he was downsizing. So he didn't need all the furniture he had in the house and it was going to be sold at some point anyway. So we left it. The realtor's advice was keep it in there, keep it staged let it look like someone lives here. Uh, but again, in his neighborhood, she was thinking whoever bought it was going to want to actually live there. So they want to come in and visualize what it looks like as a home, which is what happened. Had it been a flipper situation, we probably would have gone ahead and cleaned out the whole house before letting people come in because they're going to want to look at the bones. They're going to want to look at the walls, floors, and think about how much am I going to have to redo if I come in here. They're not looking to live in the house. So I was also curious, what did you do with things like, uh, you know, old family photos and things like that? And maybe even if someone had, you know, old reels or slides and all this kind of old technology that seemed to be laying, laying around in everybody's house. Yeah. So my parents had all of that. We had boxes of photos and then we also had the old school reels and slide projector slides. And those things can be kind of tricky because you don't want to just throw them out. But this is a great one to start early on too. There are a ton of services now that digitize those for you, which is less storage, but it's also much better because if they're just sitting around in boxes in people's closets and attics, which was the case for us, they're probably gonna get damaged at some point or the quality is gonna degrade. So get them digitized. Um, I use Legacy Box, hashtag not an ad. But it was a fantastic service. I had a great experience with it. So that's another one in hindsight I could have started earlier because it takes a little bit to get everything together and labeled to send off to them. But once I did, it was a very easy process. So my dad now has all the old family photos and slides and things, but it's on a thumb drive that he can just keep very easily in one small place, as opposed to all these boxes and boxes of things. Um, and the nice thing is, because it was digital, I was able to get a link from them that I sent around and shared to all our family members. So they now have access to all these photos too. Whereas when it was just in boxes at my parents' house, it was there. We'd have had to go over there to look at it. So I think the digitizing is great. And that's something, even if your parents 
aren't ready to move, this is a great thing to do for them. It can be a nice gift. It can help them get rid of some stuff. And like I said, you're preserving the quality of those images. So they're not sitting around where they can get water damage, heat damage, things like that, that's going to make it harder to look at later. So go ahead and start going through those old images and get those digitized so you can store them easily and keep them longer. And they can digitize anything because I, I was looking into it. We had a bunch of things like VHS cassette tapes and camcorder tapes that we no longer had the camcorder player for, but they were able to take it and put it in digital format. So they're, they're used to, they're trained with working with old documents and old media. So take advantage of living in the digital age, look at one of those services and start getting that stuff sent over there. So you're preserving it and you're decluttering your parents' house so that it's less that they have sitting around to have to take care of one day. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's a great tip. So then the, uh, the, the thing about, you know, having the estate sale before decluttering, was there anything else looking back on it that you would do differently? Biggest thing that if I could go back and do it again differently is I would have started this process long before waiting for my dad to say, it's time, I'm ready to move out. Um, I, I wish as I was going through, especially because because I waited until he was ready to move, we had a very intense few months of he and I going through 30 something years worth of stuff and getting our other family members involved and coming over and helping go through it to see what they wanted. And the whole time I was thinking, I wish I had started this sooner because it was things I could have gone over and started going through, not intensely, which is how I ended up having to do it, but in hindsight, I wish when I would go over there, I would have just gone through maybe one room or one drawer or something every time I was over there and started at the very least getting rid of things that are just truly clutter that aren't needed or marking things that could potentially be sold at an estate sale one day. I realize this is a little contradictory to the advice about don't get rid of too much stuff because you don't want to get rid of too much stuff if you're planning to have an estate sale at some point. But I do wish I had started thinking about it years in advance. So that's that is my tip to people is start looking years in advance, especially if it's things. I also had a lot of found a lot of things like paperwork and stuff with bank information that needed to be shredded. And there's shred stores that you can go to and do industrial shredding. But I could have been doing that five years ago, just going through. I, I found all my report cards from elementary school. That could have been shredded five years before I did. So things like that, just start doing it. Because when your parents get to that point and you get to that point, it'll just make everybody's lives easier and will make the process go smoother. And it'll help them get faster toward the next phase of their lives. They're happy. My dad is very happy to have a smaller place with less stuff in it. So you and I talk all the time, Brian, about how great it is to declutter. It really is. So it, it brings them a lot of peace of mind to be able to close the book on one chapter of their lives and move someplace more manageable and smaller that they don't have this big house full of stuff to take care of. Yeah. And, and even if they do end up staying in their big house for you know their, their entire life, uh, it's still just good to declutter just because it makes it easier to kind of maneuver and navigate in a house that's just kind of you know more, more open and, and clutter free. Yeah. And if there's things your parents have that you want, ask them about it. Because the odds are, especially if it's just been sitting in the house for years, they would probably be thrilled if you can use it and you're going to offer to take it off their hands and 
move it out of the house for them. So that's another thing you can start doing years earlier. If you and your siblings have stuff at your parents' house that you want, go get it. Or same thing for other relatives. If there's family heirlooms that you want and they're not being actively used by the person whose possession they're in, ask if you can have it because the odds are they're going to say, great, come like you haul, you buy, you haul. Um, so they'll be happy someone came and took it out of the house. And it's also good. Uh, this, everything with us was pretty straightforward, but I, I know in a lot of families, sometimes there are, you need to have a discussion about who gets what. So that can be another reason to start early and just let your parents make the call on, I really would like you to have this and you to have that. So again, starting early is great. In our case, it was pretty straightforward because my sister and I, my dad were just focused on, okay, let's get the house cleaned out. So that made it much easier. Yeah. And it's definitely easier to have those kind of conversations when there's no rush to get somebody out of a house, when there's no, you know, move imminent, when you can just kind of have those conversations in kind of a casual, calm manner. Yeah. I've seen families get into that situation. So very glad to have avoided it, but it's all just decluttering at the end of the day. So the sooner you start, the sooner stuff will get cleared out. And, and you brought up a good point. Even if they stay in the house, they will feel better not having generations worth of stuff piled in their house. Because um, as you get older, you want a simpler life. I mean, I want a simpler life now. So <laughs> I certainly understand that. It's definitely helpful to start decluttering. Well, this has been fascinating. Is there a uh... Anything else you'd like to add or anything you, you want to throw in that we didn't talk about? No, I think we covered it. These are the conversations I've been having with people. And like I said, I'm, I'm encountering lots and lots of folks in our age group who are in the same situation. So we're all trading tips with each other. So those are some of the big tips I have that I've been sharing with people to help make the process as easy as it can be. Yeah, I mean, seeing all the questions that you got, uh, you know, kind of prompted me to want to do this this episode just so that everybody now, even if they don't have a friend that has gone through this, will now, you know, be able to get your tips and, and kind of know what they're getting into before they start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they can share tips with us. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Leave them in the comments. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you. I really appreciate you doing this and taking your time to, to share your wisdom and knowledge with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I hope you'll enjoy that episode and you found that uh, information and those tips uh, uh, valuable and useful to you. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of the other podcast platforms, please uh, give us a good rating and feel free to leave us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to comment with what you thought or maybe some tips that you have and also uh, give us a like and, and subscribe if you like this kind of content and we will see y'all next time.